the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, and welcome back to Freedom Machines with Freddie Dobbs. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Sizap, which is a motorcycle tracker and rider's mate that I've been using for, I think, almost 10 months now. Takes just 20 seconds to install. It's got an incredibly easy to use app. And just as I'm talking, looks like we've got a ghost in the flat. The door's just open, so I'll shut that. So, incredibly easy to use, and I have a 10% discount for the rest of May. If you use all block capitals, code FREDDY, F-R-E-D-D-I-E, you will get 10% off your SysApp tracker. If you're in the USA, get the 4G version, because 2G doesn't work. If you're everywhere else, 2G works absolutely fine. So, Go ahead and get your bike ready for the summer if you need one of those devices. I highly recommend them. They're very, very good. Right, I am still in Ipswich. I think I've done one podcast episode from here now. In, yes, I have. This is the second episode from Ipswich. Very kindly staying in Monica's flat here. I'm just looking out of the window. There has been some sun today, uh, although it is a bit overcast now. I don't know if I'm sounding frantic or not, because the past week, what with travelling back from Tenerife back to the UK, getting back and then having to prepare my bike over the weekend for a lot of mileage I've got coming up, I, and I'm so frustrated with this, I missed DGR, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which if you don't know it is where People on modern classic bikes dress up smartly and raise money for men's health. And I missed it. And it's, I've gone to the past two, missed this one, and it was just such a shame. I really do enjoy taking part in it, but it looked like a brilliant event. The weather in the UK was good, so I was delighted to see that. And I'm sure they raised millions of pounds. I've got... I've got coming up. Now, today is Tuesday. Tomorrow I'm off with Monica. This is something I'm really excited about. Off on a biking tour, just a two-day trip, a tour, whatever you want to call it, to Essex, which is the neighbouring county to where I'm in now. I'm in Suffolk. Neighbouring county is Essex. And it's not the kind of place that that we usually consider to go for an adventure, a tour, a road trip or a ride. And I cannot wait 
to see what treats Essex has on offer. So we're heading off tomorrow. I've got all of the bike ready. Panniers will be on there. We're staying overnight in, I think, a 300-year-old property, and I just cannot wait to pack the panniers up. Head off at 7 a.m. tomorrow. You know, king and queen seat on. Everything will be beautifully comfortable. Proper little trip. I get back from that, and then a day later, literally one day later, I'm off to the Bike Shed Show in Shoreditch, London. I'll be there for two days. Half a day after I get back from that, half a day, I'm then off to... Uh, to Barcelona, but I'm riding to Barcelona. And this is the key. And this will bring me on to the episode, although I'll get to this in a second. There's one thing I want to get to. Um, I'm going to see how cheaply I can do it. Let me get to that. That's the main body of today's episode, cheap touring. But there's one thing I want to get to first, and that is John, JB in Scotland. Because he sent me an email, I think it was probably about three weeks ago or something, maybe two. And he said, Freddie, um, take a look at the Yamaha Bulldog BT1100. Well worth a look. Three to four thousand pounds sterling bracket. Now, this is a bike I'd never heard of in my life. In fact, I looked at it about two weeks ago and I still can't remember what it looks like. So I've just Googled it. Yamaha BT1100 Bulldog. It was built for five years from the years 2002 to 2007. And I'm checking here on MotorcycleNews.com. It's an air-cooled V-twin lump. It comes straight off, well, this is funny. It comes straight off Yamaha's old Virago 1100, which is, funnily enough, the bike that I was talking about last week. It's a heavy beast at 230 kilos. It scored quite badly from the MCN biking journalists, three out of five. That really is quite a low score, actually. However, owners don't agree. Owners rate it at four and a half out of five. It's got 64 horsepower, so there's nothing amazing here. It looks, it looks like a, a classic early 2000s Roadster, naked bike, naked muscle bike. And it is, 2002 to 2007. It looks exactly as you'd imagine it. No fairings at all. Single circular front headlamp. Not necessarily retro, but not, not super modern at all. It's a nice looking bike. Now listen to this. Listen to this. I'll just read you the first line from MCN here. Owners love their Yamaha BT1100 Bulldogs. Everyone else hates them. Depending on your point of view, the Yamaha BT1100 Bulldog is either a relaxing, better-braked alternative to a cruiser rather than a Japanese version of a uh, Motoguzzi Breva, um, or, big or here, block capitals, or it's an ill-handling, gutless chump of a thing that would sooner dump you on your backside than take, you, uh, take a right-hander with any kind of vigour. Okay, so it's a... It's a sportier version, a meaner version of a cruiser, or a completely useless naked bike, in essence. Okay, it's going to have to be at a fairly appealing price then. Let's have a look and see what they're going for. So, if I go to Auto Trader, see, these are the bikes that you would just never come across, or I would never come across unless someone had told me about it. Yamaha. 
BT-1100. Do they even have one? They do, they have four. Four BT-1100s. Right, what are we looking at, price range-wise? Hmm. Wow. Okay, we have got... My Lord! Listen to this. Below the £3,000 mark, we have one, two, three. Three out of four of them are below the £3,000 mark. Now, this makes me look at it very differently. This is a lot of bike for the money. And actually, when I look at it, when I look at them being sold on eBay, where you can see very clearly the side view and the front view, it's a very good looking bike. I take back what I said before. It's, it's not your, your bog standard naked bike. This is a, a superb looking bike. Really nice, minimal, circular, spherical frame. Glorious black V-twin engine with a bulging, a high up bulging, think kind of almost 2015 model Triumph Speed Triple, a bulging uh, tank with a very low dipped down saddle that I really like because it means that this bike will give you a feeling of actually sitting in the bike as opposed to some bikes I find you feel like you're sitting on the bike more when the saddle is more level with the top of the tank. This very much you'll feel like you're sitting in the bike. It's a lovely looking machine. This is going to be this is gonna be one of my left field picks of bikes. If someone said to me, look, Freddie, I, I want a bike for around about 3,000 pounds, but I don't want something that everyone's got. First answer I'm going to say, Yamaha BT1100 Bulldog. Okay, this is what I think it is, looks wise, to try and describe it to you as best I can if you're in the car listening to this. It is a mix between a victory motorcycle and a 2005 Triumph Speed Triple. It's got that very Victory-esque looking, looking engine and black accents, a lovely looking thing. This one, for example, let me read this to you. 2,999 pounds gets you a 2005 model. It's an 1,100cc engine. That is an, that's a lot of bike for the money. It's got 33,000 miles on the clock. 65 horsepower, great looking muscle bike. Okay, there you go, that's probably the technical definition. Great looking muscle bike. This particular bulldog, again, I don't think I've mentioned that. What a name! Comes with custom two-tone paint, fly screen, fuel exhausts, and a folder full of history, original owner's manual, and service book with seven stamps. Before it leaves for its new home, we'll give it a fresh oil change and filter change and a hundred point uh, service by a fully trained technicians, yada, 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 three months warranty. Take a look at that if you're in the market for, uh, for a bike, bike for the summer or, or, or what have you, because that will be a very, very good bike. And I will check before I move on from this, is there pannier capability? Because this will get to, yeah, yeah, you can take panniers on that. You can go touring on that. Let me just check eBay. Yamaha MT BT, sorry, Yamaha BT1100. Let's just see if there's anything cheap on eBay. 2,995. We've got, we've got eight of them on eBay. And again, they're the, it's the same kind of price range. 
you're looking at the £3,000 mark. If you've got one with low mileage, about 6,000 miles, you're looking at three and a half. But in reality, you don't need any more than that. I've got one here, 2895. I've even even got one here that's an auction, a genuine auction from what will probably be here, a private seller. It ends in five days' time. The bidding is currently at £1,495. And I say the bidding, there aren't any bids yet. You could get a bargain there. Used condition, just flown past its MOT. It's a UK bike, so not an import. Uh, Hasn't been used much in the past few years. Although it does, I'll be honest, it does have 65,000 miles. Okay, go and check that out. Let me move on to the main body now, but check those out. Yamaha BT-1100 Bulldog, right onto the main thing. See, I am on Sunday evening heading off on the Bonneville from the UK to Barcelona. And having just got back from Spain, for one, it feels a bit funny almost immediately going back. But secondly, I'm now very aware of the costs of, of this kind of travel. And I want to do it slightly differently because when I came back with Monica from Spain to, to the UK, yes, the ferry from Tenerife to Spain was 530 pounds, but from the southern tip of Spain to northern Spain, it cost me 17 pounds in tolls. However, It was £100 in tolls from southern France to northern France. So that's £100 in tolls. It was then, in France, roughly £73 a night for accommodation, of which we had two nights. So that is £250. On top of that, we had the ferry crossing. And that, for the car with the trailer and two people, was a ridiculous amount of £300. That means that I paid with tolls, ferry and accommodation £550. £550. Now, on Sunday when I leave, my aim is to see how cheaply I can do the UK to southern France and then into Barcelona. So instead of paying that £550, my aim is to pay £100 or less. So instead of paying £300 for the ferry from Dover to Calais in France, £300 for the car with trailer, I am hoping, I may book it today, I'm hoping to get that very same ferry with just a motorbike for £40. That's the difference of taking a motorbike instead of a car with the long trailer. So that hopefully will be £40. There's £260 saved. For two nights accommodation, instead of paying £150 for two nights, I'm planning, and I may change my mind last minute, I'm planning on camping at proper campsites where I can have a shower, charge my phone, and that will be £15 a night, meaning I will have paid £30 instead of £150. And finally, I'll be turning off on Google Maps, I'll be turning off toll roads. So instead of paying £100 to get through France, I'll be paying zero. That means the total savings will be, and bear with me while I do this in my head, 100 saved for the tolls, 
that's uh, 500 and uh, that's 260 I mean okay I've, I've just gone completely blank but that's got to be something like 500 it's got to be about 420 pounds savings so instead of paying about 500 and 500 550 I should be paying about 450 less something like that that is just incredible if I can do it for instead of paying about 500 I'll be paying about 90 pounds so from 500 to 90 that is an incredibly incredibly good just way to have cost-effective travel because a lot of the time these kinds of trips they become daunting because of the cost not this time I'm hoping that if I manage to do this at a sensible cost it will open up a lot more motorbike touring you know I, I still do a fair amount although I probably haven't done European touring on a bike for a couple of years now but I still do a fair amount of it but What's it going to be like where I'm very conscious of how much I spend? I'm not just going to a town and thinking, oh, there you go, there's a hotel there, £100 a night. No, I've got the tent on the back and I may even try and get one of those little electric gas stoves. So my aim for, for the remainder of this episode, I want to see if I can, first of all, I'm going to spend five minutes seeing if I can find a good value sub 2000 motorcycle that will be comfortable for what will be maybe a 3000 mile trip or something my uh, my requirements really only two reliability and comfort and if we include a third below 2000 pounds so what i'm going to do and i'll give myself a strict 5 minutes here maximum i'm going on to ebay or I'm going on to Bike Trader. I'm putting any make of motorbike at all. I'm putting a minimum engine size of 800cc. Now, the only reason I'm doing that is because I need to, as quickly as possible, track down larger bikes because larger bikes are more comfortable. So 800cc year, I'm going to say 2009 as a minimum because I need it to have that modern reliability. I don't have time for it breaking down and I don't want a carb bike. So what do we have? Oh, and of course, let's put the price maximum I'll say two and a half thousand pounds and already I'm oh I'm slightly shocked with just those three criteria wow I don't even know how that's possible okay yeah yeah th this is what the market's like in the UK so I've done minimum CC 800 I've done maximum price two and a half thousand and and there are there are just six there are only six Oh, it's harder than I thought. Tell you what, though, there are only six. But the six that there are are not bad. One that immediately flies up. I'll put a link to this in the, the written description. Triumph Bonneville T100. Why is that there? Wow, this is actually the T100. It's the better version of my bike. So it's got the spoked wheels. Stunning two-tone Tank! It's nicer than mine! Whoa! Hmm. I'm blown away. Listen to this. I will include this description so you can buy it if you want it. Um, 
it is a 2009 Bonneville. That means it will be the electric fuel injection, so you have no issues with, with any messing around. 40, wow, 42,747 miles on the clock. It's the 865cc engine. It's had five owners. Clean, modern, classic Triumph with lots of custom parts. Recent MOT with no advisories. Newly refurbished brake calipers and brake discs. Tech 2 into 1 exhaust system. Haynes service and repair manual included, 300 pounds, 300, 3,000 pounds or nearest offer, MOT for a year, no service history. Now, interestingly, he put in the written description, 3,000 pounds, and it's now 2,500 on the main title of the video. It hasn't sold. Why? Why hasn't it sold? It's, it's certainly not the best condition one I've ever seen, but that doesn't detract from the overall looks of it. It's a lovely looking bike. I'm just flicking through the pictures. There's a, a bit of rust here and now on some of the screws, but that doesn't matter at all. It is modified, uh, and I know that modified bikes often uh, do split opinion, but, but I'll be keeping that open. That is a, a lovely, lovely looking Bonneville. I'll be keeping that open and sharing it with you because someone, someone grab that and snap it up. Okay, let me do one more bike. If I wouldn't take the Bonneville, I already know that's a good bike, but that's too boring because I already own one. I can't say that. There's another bike. I tell you what, there's another bike. I can't believe it. It's not the exact type of bike that I would necessarily buy. Just to give you an idea. Suzuki Bandit, 1250cc engine, that's a 2009 model, 38,000 miles on the clock, that's at 2.5k, and then there's a BMW F800ST, that's 2.5k as well, so there actually, it doesn't exist, there isn't one bike on Auto Trader that's below 2k and above an 800cc and 2009 onwards, what I'm going to do is pick one that I would never have considered buying usually, but there'll be nothing better for the job, and the chances of ever seeing one at this price are very close to zero. It's the most gigantic bike ever, the BMW R1200RT. It's a 2010 model. It's just beyond huge, so big it's almost a car. It's got two huge white panniers either side. It's got a big white rear back box. It's got a rear seat rest, a rear backrest for the pillion. It is definitely not a looker and it's a sea of plastic, a really a sea of plastic. But I think this um, Eric, Eric, a guy I went for a ride with, lovely guy, Scottish guy from Tenerife. Uh, I'm sure he's got one of these and he absolutely loves it. I mean, this will be a tech fest of a bike. This will be a very, very good continent crusher. There'll be nothing better. I'll read it to you quickly. 2,250 pounds. And you may be wondering, Freddie, come on, how can you get a BMW R1200RT that's only 12 years old for 2,250 pounds? What's wrong with it? Let me get to it. This, oh, I thought I recognized it with a few little stripes on it. This X-Blood bike, charity RT1200T. So it was it would courier blood uh, around, maybe around London or around the country, for example. It's in excellent mechanical condition with full, BM full BMW main dealer service history. 
Next MOT, um, uh, full MOT here, history with a new MOT done. That's the annual check done. Battery, spark plugs, oil, filters, all replaced in the last 500 miles. Bodywork and frame are in average condition for the age. Additional items included in the sale include an Optimate charger, a tire pump, a toolkit, a rear tire, a tire repair kit, USB connectors, luggage straps, and a year's MOT with full service history, five owners. Heated grips, top box, electric screen, anti-lock brakes, four-way flashes, handlebar risers, side stand and larger, lifetime air filter, immobilizer. Fully loaded, there'll be nothing more comfortable than this. And you ask me why it's so cheap? Mileage, 127,000 miles on the clock. So it's got high mileage, but Oh, my dad, does it matter? I, it's not possible to get such a an accomplished bike of this for the money. That there'll, there'll be nothing better. Take a look at that. If you're looking for a mile muncher for some Euro touring, you will keep up with everyone. In fact, you'll probably leave most people on it. It will hold its own looks wise and performance wise with, I'm sure, the latest and greatest bikes. And you will look absolutely respectable around every kind of bike on that serious machine okay i need for this big trip i found my bike and i found it for two thousand pounds that bmw i now have to go onto ebay and try and find a tent and i will try and get one and i'll see if i can get one as a second hand option because I really want to keep this as cheap as possible. So, used tents, what can I pick up for a reasonable price? Oh, this one. Ooh, okay, I've got a choice of two. I'm actually going to go slightly premium and high end here. There's a Freedom Trail six man tent if I want to live in complete luxury for 60 pounds and that ends in eight minutes or i mean ebay's just such a good place for this here i found a, a very good looking very good looking professional level tent for 96 pounds it's a two people tent and it's a professional expedition level tent so i'm assuming this will mean you can go go anywhere classically styled and big enough for two people. So luxury, absolute luxury for, for just one person. You know, the things that you can get, I tell you what I now need. One more thing that I think may be completely essential. And this is something I've never actually bought before and I haven't yet Googled it, but genuinely heart on heart, because I already have a tent. It would save me so much time and money if in the evenings when I get to the campsite, I don't then immediately have to head off and buy food. I want to be able to get to the campsite and cook a meal next to my bike. And I want to wake up in the morning and be able to cook my breakfast. For example, I could have maybe porridge and a banana in the morning. And in the evening, maybe I could cook some, uh, some pasta with tomato sauce or something like that. And there are two keys to this. 
I must have a good pannier set up, so I must have two panniers um, and if possible a back box if there's space because I not only need to take my clothes but I need to be able to take some food. And this is more important than I used to think because if you can have the space to pack a bit of food, it means that Oh, Monica has just come in. Akia's here. Okay, I'm going to leave it there because it's on 27 minutes. I'm about to run down to get an Akia order because I've been used as a handyman by Monica's mum. Go and check out some of those stoves. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Check out Sizap for your motorcycle rider and tracker. Uh, motorcycle riders, mate. I'm getting flustered with a code of Freddy. Block capitals. F-R-E-D-D-I-E. I will let you know how the trips go. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Have a brilliant week all. I'll speak to you in the next one. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.